0: Two Daydream Believers podcast. I am your host, Orphan 18 and today we're doing everyone's favorite dinosaur-themed uh, dance, uh, Promosaurus. And um, today with me, I have a returning guest and a new guest, so we'll let them introduce themselves.
1: Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm like a rum chocolate souffle on Tumblr, and also like a souffle on Archive of Our Own.
2: And I'm Bethany, I'm not that bee on Tumblr
0: Alright, well welcome Bethany for doing a, a new, or having a new beyond So,
2: glad Thank to have you, you joining. me
0: Always a pleasure to have Jamie back, so Yeah <laughs> Alright, so we open up Um We're going to talk a little bit more about some of the other plot lines in this one Because there's not really a whole lot of claim um, So, we start off, and this takes off Right after Choke And so we get a continuation of Rachel's story Um, You know, she's understandably upset And we talked a lot about in Choke About how, you know, this was a big deal for her And and, and I don't want to undermine that But this episode (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, It, it kind of starts off the trend That is the frustrating Rachel Berry story That goes through the end of the season
1: well, the thing that really surprised me in this episode is that she starts talking about her Broadway dream like it's not like she shouldn't have had that dream and it's not a big deal, uh, which is a total turnaround from the previous three years. Like she says, the Broadway dream was like a favorite old sweater she kept around even though it didn't fit anymore, and like, and then by I don't know, it seems like very quickly she turns that around again. But I'm just surprised she went there at all. So,
2: and and I always found it. I'm sorry. I always found it really. I don't know if uncharacteristic is the right word, but she just drops it. She just lets it go. Like I understand she's upset, but the Rachel Berry that has been shown to us the entire series is that she's going to keep going no matter what. And I don't know. It just seemed very out of character for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And I can see um, her being a little bit like, Oh, what was me? I didn't get in. Um, But at the same time, I mean, why is this Rachel Berry who we know is super ambitious not apply to like ten different backup schools.
1: And right. she even is, <laughs> she even talks about not having a backup plan,
2: <laughs> right. which is so frustrating. I mean, I didn't even go into the arts, and I had like six schools that I applied to. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so, um, so I think we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go through. Um, I do want to shout out to they dressed up Leah Michelle like Barbara Streisand. Mm-hmm. And wow, she really even looks like Barbara Streisand. I, I give her, yes, her to yes. do that.
1: Great, great costume, great hat, and everything. They
2: re they reused that too. I think in season five. Oh yeah,
1: uh, later on she's for... like look looking at herself in the mirror mm-hmm. when she's like, um, yeah, thinking about the. I think she's thinking about auditioning for the show. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it's a good hat. <laughs> it is a good hat
0: then we get it's, okay so here's my thing about britney in in season three britney has basically nothing to do she's a senior i feel like they forgot that she was a senior and then all of a sudden it's prom and then she's like let's make dinosaurs
1: a theme yes but she made me laugh so many times in this episode she was really good really funny and uh and her whole her whole thing about drill baby drill was the only <laughs> uh her only idea as as class president but um she's like i no longer support the idea of drilling for babies <laughs> right she's gonna say that drilling for babies <laughs> and getting caught up in uh lord tubbington's ponzi scheme oh that's and,
2: always good <laughs>
1: and clouds are very dangerous because they're so heavy and um and they should if they had a stairway to heaven, they should have escalators to heaven for disabled students yeah. and just her, everything she said was hilarious in this episode So, but
2: then she, my biggest issue with Brittany is like she'll say something really funny and then she'll just say something so problematic that I just can't focus on the funny because then she's like if the disabled people are even allowed in heaven and I'm just <laughs> like oh that's not funny anymore, you ruined the joke
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, yeah
0: it seems like they, sometimes they don't know where to draw the line with Brittany.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, cause sometimes she can be super funny and I love all the Lord Tubbington stuff is always gold, but then, you know, she'll, or she'll like, even the, the, um, the, the banning of hair gel, because I don't like how you look. I mean, they make her mean right. sometimes and it, it just kind of takes away. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I agree. It takes away from the fact that she's funny. Makes the joke. Not funny. Then we get, um, let's talk about Becky and xylophones for a second. (laughs) It always reminds me of Greece with the secretary and the principal in Greece where she like does the xylophone thing. I don't know why, but that's always what it reminds me of. It probably was
0: a callback to that too. I'm sure it is, yeah. Okay, I'm trying to figure out somebody is standing because it's a group scene and somebody's standing and staring out the window, but I don't think it's Kurt. <laughs> it's like, Sam. Out. Oh, it's
2: Sam. Okay. It's Sam, yeah, because I, I actually put that in my notes. I was like, Oh my god, Sam is looking out the window. I don't know why, Ooh. but he is.
0: Um, also let's take a, let's do a shout out to Sam and Mercedes who go to prom together, but we Aww, don't like, we don't see anything about this plot line that no. they go to prom together again. <laughs> And it just
1: reminds oh, me later. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say. I think this is from later in the episode when prom prom actually happens, and Sam and Mercedes are there, and she like mm-hmm. waves at her ex boyfriend while yeah. while they're dancing, and and Sam's like, "Well, it looks everyone like everyone's having a good time." So, um, so it's like, um, Mercedes is like okay now with having broken up with him, and mm-hmm. and yeah, so. And that it's guy was funny. so sad when she broke up with him, and it looks like he's okay yeah. now, so that's good.
0: That's the thing about it's just, Mercedes, she, she's such a class act, comparatively too. to all of these drama queens. <laughs> all, right. all right, so we get into, Will is very excited about singing at prom, again, for reasons I don't fully understand, but <laughs> everybody else is like, no, no. And, and this is when Brittany comes in And she talks about her dinosaur theme And on a very unrelated note She bans hair gel <laughs> <So
1: random. laughs> Oh and she And she thinks that Joe is a girl And uh, yeah. Yeah, but, and, and similarly At the, the prom committee She thought that that one girl was Rachel yeah.
0: um, Oh that's right Yeah. <laughs> you know thinking about that It is kind of random to have a scene With like these three characters we've never seen before I, I don't know <laughs> Maybe because they just didn't like they didn't think any of the Glee Clubbers would like listen to her if they had kept it, the Glee Club Clubbers in, but still seems kind of random. But yeah, um, she says Joe reminds her of a cave woman.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: So I think she calls him a the new girl. The new girl too.
1: Yeah, the new the new girl Joe reminds her of a cave woman. Yep.
2: Yeah.
1: Um,
0: they're gonna have meat and rainwater for refreshments.
1: And berries. Oh, and berries.
0: Berries <laughs> yeah. as well. And berries. Uh, and then um, she says, I'm going to appoint Santana and Quinn, the, the people who count the votes for prom queen. And that's when Kurt's like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it actually, it is kind of clever in a way because they both want to win. So mm-hmm. they say they'll both keep each other honest, which... um. um I mean, they were dishonest in the end, but for, you know, the good of other people than themselves. So <laughs> well,
0: but um, who was counting but them like, pre- the previous year when they did the Kurt, when Kurt Homo won? I mean, I don't know.
2: There's so yeah, much inconsistency with proms. It just- that, like that whole thing just bugs the crap out of me, though, because if uh, I don't want to get on a tangent, but like. Junior and se- juniors and seniors have their prom together right so mm-hmm. how is a junior able to be voted and it, it doesn't make any sense to me from the beginning it doesn't make any sense to me
1: and that Whatever. and that whole thing about how the um the previous year's prom queen has to um Give them the crowns and stuff. Was that even a thing in season two? No, it no. was not.
2: Oh, Figgins put it on his head.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> That's no.
0: yeah. We'll get into our my. Well, we'll get into my prom queen rant when we get there. But
1: um. But but I am glad that they did bring up again all Kurt's anxieties about that whole prom queen situation. Yeah, because that makes total sense that he'd still be really stressed about it. Because that was such a that was a, such an anxious like, intense scene mm-hmm. where where they announce his name and he runs out crying, and then he's right. like, screw them, I'm going to get coronated, and he does it anyway, and um, like, it, it was really intense, so I'm glad that it remained a plot point uh, a year yeah. later.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, Santana, I think it is, because uh, when, um, sorry, just going back to the scene, when Kurt says that doesn't make any sense, uh, Santana says shut it, Richard Simmons.
1: Oh, oh Yeah. And then later we find out that he's a fan of Richard Simmons. Yep.
0: So. <laughs> Sweat yeah. with the oldies. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Oh. oh, man. So, um, yeah. So let's talk about Blaine and hair gel. <laughs> he's so,
1: he's so anxious about his hair and I feel so bad for him. And like, um, like he thinks that having like curly frizzy hair is the worst possible thing and everyone will make fun of him. And, um, and I feel like it's he's exaggerating because he's got other insecurities, probably. Um, but like even even Kurt has never seen him without hair gel, apparently. and uh, like they've had sex at this point.
0: <laughs> well, you know because I, I, this is a, a conversation that was bound to come up, I'm gonna point out a lot of people have said, and and this comes from I know people that have have had a lot of hair gel in their hair. Um, that, um, even like the two of them sleeping together, there's never a time when there's no product in Blaine's hair. Like it'll get messed up.
2: That's what I was going to say. Like, I don't know about Blaine, but Darren and I have a very similar texture of hair and there is never a point where there's not product in my hair. And if I were to have product in my hair and then have to go wash it out in a sink I don't even know what I would look like probably (laughs) like 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 Blaine did. And in high school, I was very self-conscious about it because, you know, which I'm a girl and there is a difference. But like everybody with their perfect hair and I was really self-conscious about not having product in my hair all the time. So I do understand it. I really do. I don't know.
0: I mean, it's and I think that the point was that people I think at this point the writers had been bombarded by emails or texts or tweets Uh or whatever about let Darren's hair free and um
1: this was an yeah that makes sense it was a way to stop people complaining about it like let's just deal with it and then move on (laughs) yes
2: (laughs) we're never going to take the gel out of the hair get over Mm -hmm. it and let's move on
1: That makes sense. And I but like he was just so funny about it too. Like there were some good comedy moments with that plot line where like he thinks <laughs> Brittany's joking and she's like I'm I'm serious. And <laughs> like later he's pretending to be an ice sculpture right so that she won't notice him <laughs> and, <laughs> and the whole thing where he, we haven't gotten there yet but after they sing big girls don't cry and he's like he goes on for like a 3 minute <laughs> rant about like there's going to be balloons and taffeta and the amount of static electricity right? in the air i'm going to look like medusa it's not funny i don't want to go <laughs> <laughs> i know i love it i love his little pout face <laughs> uh, it was so good <laughs>
2: You know what's funny? I literally cannot remember who was the prom king and queen any of the years that I went to prom. I actually texted my friend today. I was like, do you remember? She's like, no, I don't remember. It's just so <laughs> crazy like that these people, these kids care so much about it. I don't remember caring that much about it even then, but well, maybe I did. I don't remember.
1: It wasn't a thing for me, but I think that that's partly because I'm not in the the u.s i'm in canada and Mm -hmm. partly because i went i went to a really small school so it wasn't like a big enough school to have a whole like prom thing so
0: Mm
1: -hmm. i have no frame of reference for this at all
0: i we talked about it a bit when we did the prom queen episode and i actually did um the prom queen episode with a European and an Australian, so <laughs> they were like, "You need to explain this to me. I don't get it." Um, I, I went to a small school; it wasn't really a big deal either there.
2: Um, we, homecoming court was a little bit bigger, um, but yeah, I mean, I went to a, I went to a relatively, I would say, probably about about a medium. I think there was about three hundred in my graduating class, um, maybe two seventy five, somewhere in there. Not giant, but not small. And prom was a big deal. Homecoming was definitely bigger, though. But prom was a big deal. But still, like, cleaning king was not. It was more about, like, your dress. And after prom was even bigger. Like, that was kind of where we were. Yeah.
0: Well, and the one thing that we brought up then that I'll bring up again here. With Quinn's story, it kind of makes sense, because Uh a lot of her stuff revolves around, like, this is going to be, you know, the best time of her life, because she's pretty and popular, and then she's just going to get older and just get married and have kids and not really have much of a life to look forward to, so she's going to hold on to these moments, um... You know, it kind of goes back to the status thing, uh, the, high, the high school hierarchy that they tried to really push in season one that kind of got phased out um, during season two. So there's a little mm-hmm. bit of left of that. But again, when we get to the end of um, the, the episode, I think we'll talk a little bit more about how this episode was structured so that it could make Rachel Berry feel better about herself. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so.
2: And I definitely agree with that commentary on Quinn. Uh, absolutely 100%. So I do I do understand it. I just don't th- really identify with it, I guess it's the word I'm looking for.
1: And Quinn even talked about it herself like predicting how her adulthood is going to suck in comparison to her high school years. Um mm-hmm. so it's not even like um just a headcanon about Quinn it's stuff that she's talked about herself. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. No. Um, let's take a second and talk about Quinn and Joe, uh, the romance that did not really do anything. Um, <laughs> so they built up, uh, they've been building up Quinn and Joe for a couple of episodes here, and I mean, last episode our Dance with Somebody, we talked about uh, Joe's you know boner that he got when <laughs> helping out Quinn, but it kind of just fizzles out as they kind of recreate the whole. Rachel Finn Quinn
1: triangle. So I think that this could have been something like he had his whole uh confusion about being a good Christian while having, you know, sexual feelings outside of a marriage context and like um like how do you be a good Christian while having impure thoughts or whatever. So that could have been a story I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess they decided it was, like, not interesting enough, maybe. Um, Or that Joe wasn't a popular enough character to focus on, I'm guessing. Probably Um, a little bit of both. And, like, uh, he had his whole thing where he had been homeschooled and he wasn't really used to socializing with other teenagers. And that sort of fizzled as well with his character. Like, he ended up being just fine at socializing with everyone. So, um... So they had these ideas and just gave up on them quickly with Joe. And I'm not sure why. Um, But, like, um, one thing about that scene with the the physiotherapy um, that kind of bothered me um, was Quinn saying that she's not going to tell everyone that she's taken some steps. Because before she tells anyone, it has to be real, as if, like, taking some steps isn't real, but actually being able to walk a long ways would be real like it's it seems kind of ableist to mm-hmm. me. Um, and i i'm I know that she's trying to distract from the real thing, which is that she wants it to be a surprise at prom so that she can wow everyone, um, which which makes sense because um she does really like crave attention similar to Rachel. Um, so it would it would really like draw everyone's attention and make people excited. But um I don't know, the way she talked about it was strange.
2: And I even went to a more, vindictive isn't the right word, but, like, she's want, she wants the quote-unquote sympathy vote. So if she's walking, then she's not going to get that.
1: Oh, that's it's true, kind of, too. It
2: was, that's kind of where I went as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are,
2: oh, sorry, go there ahead. Are
1: there mul- are multiple conversations in this episode about the sympathy vote being split uh, between Quinn and Becky, and people talk about it like that's why Becky didn't get enough votes mm-hmm. to be nominated for prom Queen. Um, and i'm I'm not sure if people were lying to Becky to make her feel better um, <laughs> or what? Um, because I feel like she is seriously not a popular student at that school. And there's like some of it is the stuff that that uh, Sue brought up about her being a jerk to everyone. Um, <laughs> but but, but honestly, some of it is that she has Down syndrome. And uh, and people are you know prejudiced against her. So uh, yeah.
0: Uh, well, speaking of Becky, let's talk about Helen Mirren being her um, voiceover. Um,
1: uh, yeah, the voice in her head. Yeah. Yep. Um, because she's so like regal and and, and sort of like self-important, I want to say, um, and she she talks about having. She talks about talking like the Queen of England mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So like She thinks of herself as royalty or something like that Which goes along with her being kind of a jerk To everyone
0: Yeah. I, but I always I, I kind of like it too that she's just like I was born a queen I know I'm awesome and But she's still well, like I like her, her confidence that she has mm-hmm. um, But mm-hmm. also vul- Vulnerability because she's She does want to be prom queen And yeah um, also, now that I look at, I'm looking at some of these posters, um, let's, Brittany was, uh, nominated for Prom King.
1: Oh, yeah. I really liked that. I remember being super excited about it in season three. Um, how she's sort of, um, her, her, um, outfit is interesting in a gender way when she goes to prom, because she's wearing a dress with a jacket and a little top hat. Um, so she's, um, and like in, in general, even though she's dressed like a cheerleader most of the time. When she's dressed in casual clothes, she's not super feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, she just sort of wears comfy, baggy t shirts and stuff like that. Um, so, I don't know. I thought that was really cool that, like, she's not really a stereotypical girly cheerleader type. She's sort of more gender bendy than that.
0: So, yeah, no, I, I you know, it's, uh, that's interesting because I've actually never really paid much attention to um, Britney's outfits. I mean, I'll be honest with you until. People started pointing me to, to, to stay on topic with Kurt's outfits. I've never really paid attention to anybody's clothes. Um, but it is fascinating. I th- And just a lot of the stuff, I think the costume department in general um, was on their game the entire series. And
2: um, mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm.
0: really awesome to look at the different characters and how they're presented throughout the series.
2: So. I read a post one time that was like um, they were the most... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, consistent with their characters, the costume department was.
1: Yeah, the costume department is amazing. <laughs> uh,
2: um, so we get into
0: um, uh, Big Girls Don't Cry. And um, I like the song. It's interesting to me that the studio version and the um, version we see on uh, in the episode are actually quite different. Um, they, Kurt sings a little bit differently in, in, uh, in it. Um, but, uh, it's Hummelberry. It's, well, it's clean. It's, uh, the three of them. I don't know. Do, do Blaine and Rachel what? have Ander, Anderberry? I don't know.
1: Oh yeah. Anderberry. There, there was a whole thing for a while about them being Anderberry siblings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
2: think they have like a three, a three-ship name, but I don't know what it is.
1: Oh, is it Clanchel? Clanchel!
0: Clanchel, Yes, yes. I'm always bad with the shipper names, so. Um, Yeah.
1: There was a lot of, I remember there being a lot of meta about Blaine and femininity, and one of the examples was him singing the line, uh, what is it, something like, um, it's time to be a big girl now, or something like that?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remember there being a lot of a lot of discussion that they cut out the line that they sing to each other.
0: Uh, to put it in context, the um, the lines that they have together sung together are like the schoolmate in. Oh, sorry, like the little schoolmate in the school schoolyard. We'll play jacks and Uno cards. I'll be your best friend, and you'll be my Valentine. Yes, you can hold my hand if you want to, because I want to hold yours too. We'll be playmates and lovers and share our secret worlds.
1: And is that. Curtain, Blaine. That's Curtain, Blaine singing that. Yeah,
2: they sing it together. Okay, How so they, they probably.
1: So you said that was on the studio version, right? Yeah. So a lot of times they do shorten the songs, and my assumption is that um they just put released the full version, but that those lines didn't apply to Rachel's plot. So, yeah.
0: Because this essentially I mean, is for Rachel, not for Claim.
1: Yeah. So that makes sense to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I mean, I wasn't upset. There are a lot of things to be upset about with this episode. That was one of them. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, um, The other thing that I remember, something came out at this time. Um, Gosh, who was it? The Ander brothers that were Ander's brothers that did? Who was the people
2: that did the the mixing?
0: Alex Ander's?
2: Alex and Adam, I think, is his name.
0: Well, they 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 gave an interview saying that they, a lot of times they like to give, Clayne or Bertan or whoever, whatever couple it is, um, studio version lines, um, oh, no. to to throw it out there about uh, you know for the couples because yeah. it, it's not in this in the actual episode. So
2: right, I think there was like a Twitter conversation that they had where they were like, we do it as a surprise, like we do it. So that you get something extra when the song comes out.
1: Well, that sounds like a good thing. Are people yeah un, were people unhappy about that?
2: I think I think it was just wrapped up in all the season three angst, for lack of a better word, oh. <laughs> you know, oh. random angst
0: about who yeah. was getting what and right so. But, yeah, and, and Rachel, I mean, again, I can understand why she's feeling sorry for herself. I mean, she's had a bad week, and now her boyfriend wants to, like, do this stuff with his ex-girlfriend. And I, I get the insecurity there. Like I said, I don't really have much of a problem with Rachel until we get to the very end. Um, but, so, Kurt and Blaine come in, and I, I actually, I like the song. I think they sound really good together. And mm-hmm. I really like the scene. I, I think it's a really funny...
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a cute conversation, and they they've got their whole like three person rela- like friendship happening. Mm-hmm. That it's, it's very sweet, and I like it.
2: Yeah, I always really liked it. I was, I mean, you can totally cut this out if you want to, but um, I was not in fandom at all at this point. I didn't get into fandom until the end of season three, um, and so I just thought it was adorable. I loved it. I did not. I downloaded the song as soon as the episode was over, and it's still on my iPod. So. Oh, yeah.
1: Wow. I still have this one, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Blaine's harmony singing is just delightful. Like, they're mm-hmm. like Blaine and Rachel's voices go really well together.
0: They do. And I'm, they that, do. I'm kind of surprised they didn't have more of them doing the three of them together. Or... In general, yeah. small groups. Because we talked about this when um, we did Dance with Somebody with um, How Will I Know? They didn't do groups very often, and it's a shame because I think you have got some really good voices, and putting them together sounds fantastic.
1: They did a they did a little bit more with a slightly bigger group in I was it season four or five in New York. They had um, they had at least one song with like uh, Kurt Blaine, Rachel, Sam, and Santana. Um, which also sounded really good.
0: Mm-hmm. There was quite a few in the end of season five.
2: Well, there was also less characters to work with too. So, Well, and, and going into season four and
0: five, um, they figured out how to do group songs better. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas before you would have, like in season one, definitely you'd have Finn and Rachel sing a song. The background vocals were all professional vocalists and it wasn't the actual act- actor singing and Mercedes would take Mercedes and Artie would take the second verse, and Mercedes would wail on her high note, and that would be the song. And <laughs> um, with the farther the series goes on, the more you have everybody's individual voices coming in. And when they let the actors do that, it I think it just sounded a lot better than using mm-hmm. stock studio sounds that they did for the first couple seasons. Yeah, for
2: sure.
0: So, all right, so uh, Rachel talks about not wanting to. Um, See, Finn and Quinn dance the the thing. Not that she can really dance anymore, Rachel says.
2: <laughs> Kurt's uncomfortable look when she says that is everything. I love it so much. He, like, scratches his neck like he's uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: Cracks me up. And then, uh, Kurt's prom sucks. I don't want to go either. And <laughs> then but I love this is kind of cute because I love that Burt Blaine is a little lighthearted here. He's like, "But you're the reigning prom queen. You have to go." <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's kind of a playful kind of thing. Um, but and and then I love that Kurt says, "You know, if I would have worn a full kilt, if you know, I knew they were going to vote me." <laughs> <laughs> but um, but more importantly, yeah, Kurt still has an, kind of that anxiety still from. It, it was a really big deal, uh, like you were talking mm-hmm. about, Jamie, and it it's still there with him. Um, and then, of course, like we were talking about a little bit earlier, Blaine talks about, this is where Blaine has <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't do have no hair gel, you know? And balloons all over the place, and yeah. <laughs> the soap blends <laughs> and the tap <tap-a-tat. laughs> But then that's kind of funny, because uh, Rachel and Kurt kind of snickle- snicker at that, too, and I kind of like that this little group is a safe place for them to kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. not only talk about their insecurities, but also kind of poke fun at each other a little bit or not be so serious about it or what, you know, it's, I don't know, it's a safe place for the three of them. Right. Um, Okay, so this is where, it's actually Kurt's idea that they don't have to um, go to prom if they don't want to.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they can have an anti-prom
0: they can have an (laughs) anti-prom and (laughs) they're all excited about it and then they kind of do a they don't usually do scene changes like this but it kind of like uh, the backdrop lifts and they're in the choir room
1: yeah I thought that was really cool like Rachel's talking to Blaine and Kurt and she turns around and the whole glee club is behind her that was really Mm -hmm. neat Mm.
0: they got creative with their camera work wow (laughs) wow So, yeah, we get Rachel talking about wanting to do the anti-prom and everybody's like, what is wrong with you? This is also when Santana goes on her little tangent um, about because after they announce it, um, Santana just like shuts her down.
1: Mm-hmm. She's like, you are being selfish and like, I'm going to spend prom with my friends because that's what this night is for. And you're just trying to tear everybody apart.
2: Well, and she also kind of calls Rachel on, because I'm not the biggest Santana fan most of the time, but she does kind of say, you're angry, and you're ignoring that you're angry, just be angry, it's okay to be angry, (laughs) but you're not going to ruin our time just because you're angry, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean, like, she calls her on that, that she's ignoring what the real issue is, Mm -hmm. in a Santana way, for sure, but
1: still she does call her on it. Yeah, yeah.
2: And
0: I kind of feel like Kurt and Blaine are in an awkward position here because I kind of agree with Santana. I think Rachel is not dealing with her, you know, for lack of a better term. She's not dealing with any of her shit. She's just kind of, you know. Uh, But I feel like Kurt has a legitimate reason not to want to go to to prom again. So Mm. I I, not that Santana is having any, like none of the shade is really, except for her like Winkle Valley twin comment. Um, there's no real shade thrown at Curtin Blake, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, they both look really uncomfortable as Santana, like choose her out. So I don't know. Um, and then Rachel talks about going to get like, what'd she say? Underclassmen or unpopular? I don't know. But the, she, Becky is the only person that she talks to.
1: <laughs> well, that's the only person. That's the only person they show her talking to. I wonder if she talked to other people and they ignore her. Because, like, Becky also has a legitimate reason to not want to go. She's really disappointed about not being nominated prom queen. Um, But they don't really show anyone else having issues with prom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: Get more Finn and Quinn stuff. And here she's talking to you. You know, I do have a bone to pick. Okay. I really can't stand that whenever they show somebody who is, quote, unquote, unpopular, it is always, like, somebody that's slightly overweight and their hair is mm-hmm. weird and it's glasses and it's frumpy looking and i'm just like and they don't
2: have any makeup on either they usually look really just not as well made up as the rest of the cast looks
0: which is i
2: mean fine but what i mean like
0: i don't know it gets tiring that that's the same kind of image it's not just glee but it's basically across the board like these are your uncool people, and like, mm-hmm. they their only purpose in life is to make the popular kids feel better about themselves. And I just, whatever.
1: Well, in Glee's defense, they do have Mercedes being a really popular character, and she's also a fat character. So, yes, I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh,
0: and Lauren was pretty awesome too. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Sometimes the stereotypes kind of like frustrate me, so yeah. Um, there is a small uh, Mike and Tina moment And I'm going to talk about them Because there's a moment at the end I want to point out too They come in, they ha- they really don't have much to do In the scene And they don't really have much to do in all of season 3 To be honest with you um, <laughs> Poor characters um, But they're shown to be This really sweet and happy couple And at the end of the episode um, Tina is going to Just break down crying Because that's kind of what she does And <laughs> Um, she's going to say, I'm, and Mike's like, what's wrong? And she's like, well, you know, we're never going to have a perfect night like this again. I mean, this is the last time we're all going to be together, and things are going to change next year. And I don't know, it's a, kind of a bittersweet moment because we all know what's going to happen moving forward. So oh, I don't know.
2: <laughs> I identify with Tina a lot at the crying thing. I cry a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so prompt starts, and let's talk about, okay, I don't know how you guys feel about it, and if you... um. Want to disagree with me? You are more than welcome to. I think this is one of the worst performances that Glee ever did.
1: (laughs) You are a dinosaur. You
2: are. I'm not going to disagree with you.
1: Cool. I think think that it was funny. And uh, I think that Brittany does a really good impression of. Is this song by Kesha? I think Um, so. Well, I'll have to Google that real quick. Well, I
2: don't understand. I'm sorry, Jamie. Go ahead.
1: Um, I was just gonna say that, um, yeah, it is by Kesha. Uh, Britney does a really great Kesha, and it's—I it, think it's a funny performance, and it was actually well done, and um, and it was a nice break in the middle of the episode, in among all the angst and drama and stuff, it was a really good chance to just sort of laugh and, uh, <laughs> like, just, you know, take a couple minutes out to enjoy the Funny Dinosaur song. I don't know, I liked it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, that's good! It's, it's okay. Fun. That is
1: good.
2: I just don't understand why her backup singers are in Cheerio costume. They're in their Cheerio, cheerio uniforms. Well, they're probably Cheerios. Like but why wouldn't... I mean... My brain is like, why wouldn't they be at prom in their prom dresses, and or why wouldn't they be in similar costumes to Britney? You know what I mean? Like, why are they in their Cheerio uniforms with, with dinosaur, their heads? dinosaur
1: heads? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: I don't get it.
0: Well, and I think the other thing um, is, like, this song has nothing to really do with dinosaurs. <laughs>
2: it's about creepy old <laughs> men. It does have everything to do with creepy old men and nothing to do with dinosaurs, <laughs> other than she spells it.
0: <laughs> so I get, I get that that is probably a joke on Glee's part. That they're like Brittany, kind of probably doesn't even get that it's not about dinosaurs. That it's probably just, <laughs> um, you know, as a performance, it's entertaining. I just the song, I just don't particularly like. So I think yeah. that's my
1: biggest issue. I don't know. They do lots of songs that I don't like and that it doesn't really bother me. <laughs> like they they do enough songs that I do like that I don't have an issue with them doing songs I don't like. No. I mean, and the nice thing is that like
0: especially for this kind of a song, you can just fast forward through it. It's not really like
1: <laughs> a big deal. Yeah. So the only thing that happens during the song I think is the conversation with Sue about the punch bowl. Um, and she talks about having put some Visine in the punch in order to get people home earlier. and Which is uh, just awful. And like. I, had to, I had to Google that because I wasn't aware that there's a whole thing about if you drink Visine, it'll give you the runs. But it turns out that's not actually true. But it right. will cause a lot of other serious side effects like vomiting, difficulty breathing, seizures. You could, like, if you drink enough of it, you could go into a coma. Like... <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, it's basically <laughs> isn't it basically just saline solution?
1: I don't even know. It's got it's got tetrahydra, hyd, Um and I don't know what that uh, that is, but apparently it's really bad for you.
0: <laughs> no, no, this is Benny learning experience here. Yeah, don't drink that, guys.
2: <laughs> no, I just remember that um, that movie that they do it to Wedding Crashers. They do it to a guy in that, and it's not good. <laughs> Not a good thing.
0: Oh gross. Um, yeah. Well, and it's a nice callback though to the previous year when um Puck and Artie were or you know, Puck always does the the tampering of the punch bowl. So yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and also we get where um Finn sees Quinn stand up and he gets uh-huh. mad at her. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's really I mean like I know. I feel like with Quinn, yeah, it's not the greatest thing that she's being dishonest here. But his going off on her feels a little...
2: <sighs> yeah, I agree. I Quinn is so far down on my radar that I don't have a whole lot of opinions on her. But that is a little too far. I think he took it a little too far. And I think a lot of it was he was feeling guilty about Rachel not being there. And he took it out on Quinn.
1: I think, yeah, I think so... I understand his frustration in the scene in the bathroom where he's um, arguing with her and he's saying he let Rachel down for her and she's lying to everyone and she's just trying to get the vote. And and he's he's frustrated that he bought into her lies and, and now he feels bad about Rachel not even being there. And so I understand why he's uh, frustrated in that scene. But then in the next scene... He's really gross about it. Like, mm-hmm. on out on the dance floor in public, he's yelling at her to stand up. And um, that just feels really cruel, the way he does it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which also doesn't end up making sense because he gets kicked out of prom for that, which you'd think would mean he couldn't go back. But he does. So- he
2: doesn't actually He doesn't actually get kicked out because I thought he did too. And Sue says, "Do I need to kick you out?" And he just walks
1: away. Okay. Yeah.
2: (laughs) No, I thought that too. I like the whole for however many years it's been since this episode aired. I was like, "Why did Finn get to come back?" But when I watched it today,
1: she she does. Okay. I clearly wasn't paying as much attention as you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Wait a minute I, I have to watch stuff that's not Clean in this episode Right. <laughs> it's usually how I do <laughs> So Okay um, so we get the anti-prom And one of the first things I want to mention Is there is this moment That I don't okay because it's in the The um it's in the Episode but it's much there's a BTS Still of it that's even better where It's Rachel comes in and Blaine and Kurt are behind her and they like in Sync do this like diagonal line and it's so cool because i don't know it just looks like something out of a sitcom or something i don't know the way they just all like look into the hotel room it's really cute
1: because they're just so
0: in sync about it
1: and uh and this scene is interesting because becky's really really excited and everyone's kind of condescending to her like Mm -hmm. we appreciate your enthusiasm but could you quiet down and like it's the way both Kurt and Rachel talk to Becky weirds me out in this scene.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's see. They come on in and here's my... How many people, first of all, did they really only know there was going to be five? I mean, what where, like? they came in here with no plans whatsoever. Like, who mm-hmm. doesn't oh. even think we're going to have an iron problem. Maybe we should actually have food. Maybe we should play some games maybe we should plan something, but they just get to the hotel room and expect it to entertain themselves. I don't really
2: get it, you know? Yeah. Especially because Rachel made such a big thing about there was going to be snacks and there was going to be fun. And then they get there and there's nothing. (laughs)
0: And they act like they've never been to a hotel before. (laughs) You know, even at least Becky is like, I, I, you know, brought condoms for strip poker, which. Okay. I mean, you
2: know, I mean, all of them Except for Blaine and Becky went to New York and they stayed in a hotel there. I don't know why they're so excited by this Ohio hotel room.
1: But I mean, I'm, I'm always excited by hotel rooms. <laughs> True. <laughs> like, it's really neat to just, like, I don't know, be somewhere that feels like a vacation. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's
2: fair. Okay, yeah, that's fair.
0: Well, and, like, Kurt's bouncing on the bed. He does not stop bouncing on the bed for, like... Yeah. <laughs> he just starts screwing around on the bed. Um, <laughs> oh, sh- Be- Becky says, you know, after the condom thing, Kurt says to her very clearly, uh, you know, Blaine and I are gay.
1: Um, and, oh, and she's, she's so funny. She's like, that's never stopped me before. She does the finger guns.
0: <laughs> well, it also makes me wonder, like, did they have this conversation with her before? Because he's like we told you we're gay and i'm like what <laughs> i'm like okay
1: there there is at least one other episode where where becky is super hitting on blaine but i think it's later like, it's in season think, four yeah. it's oh no season five it's
0: trio it's when um tina and sam and blaine lock each other lock themselves into the school
1: so What's, wasn't that season four no
0: season five it was no. trio it was one oh. of the, yeah.
2: Last, uh, one of the episodes. The, the school year that went on forever.
1: Oh, right. I forgot <laughs> that that was all one year. Okay. Yeah. cool. <laughs> For like a year and a half. <laughs> uh, yeah. And Kitty even says this school year has been going on forever. <laughs> uh, that's great.
0: Um, so, yeah, Rachel's still being kind of pouty about everything. Um, Puck's bored already. And then Kurt's, or somebody says, yeah, Rachel says, let's do a uh, fashion okay. show. And Kurt's like, we can use the drapes. I'm like, good Lord, Kurt. You're going to get yourself in trouble for
2: using that. <laughs> <laughs> and me, I'm just cheering in the corner. Yay, it's sound a music reference. <laughs> I get really excited by this. Don't mind me. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Um
0: and uh, Blaine wants to watch Bravo because I'm sure he doesn't do that every other night of his life.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> they end up watching a rerun of a show they've already watched. I mean, come on.
0: Um, let's give a shout out to Kurt laying down on the bed with his legs up. And then, which, oh. oh my God, it rates right up there with that, um, Ricky Martin song and in, in Spanish teacher <laughs> when when Blaine yeah. when Kurt does the splits. My god, you guys, not you guys personally, but like fandom. Um uh, and Becky's like when when Kurt's like, let's go all old timey sounded music and use the drapes and bed sheets and clothes, and Becky's like, too gay, and uh, Puck's like, I agree. (laughs) Right. Oh boy. And Blaine is really offended by it too, I think that's interesting. He's like, come on guys. But, um, yeah, Rachel has her prom dress in the car, so...
2: That is something that always kind of got to me, like, Kurt and Blaine, obviously, in their prom attire, they're looking great. Rachel looks great, but she's in, like, this casual outfit. She's just ready to pop that dress right on. Like,
0: did they have a backup plan that, you know, maybe we'll go to prom, maybe we won't, let's check out this hotel, I don't know, I don't know... Who knows? Who knows? Anything. All right. So back at prom, we have Santana singing um, Love You Like a Love Song. This is where, you know, this is a good time to bring this up. One of the things that bothered everyone about this episode is the fact that the the queer couples and even, like, let's throw out, like, Mercedes and Sam, they don't really get to have any kind of affection. Um, but in the background, I... I Somebody did. I actually saw a post after this came out. Somebody did a post. There are like fifty three couples making out in the background of this episode, mm-hmm. and uh,
1: yeah. So, so in to, to defend the show again, um, in the context of the universe they live in, where just a year ago, uh, like Kurt was horribly traumatized by the whole prom queen experience, um, like I'm. I I feel pretty confident that Kurt and Blaine are not are comfortable being affectionate in public at this point. Um like this is like it's the same year that like Blaine did bring Kurt flowers at school but he looked around before he handed them over and they just sort of like hugged they didn't like kiss on the cheek or anything. So I feel like at this point they're not they're not publicly affectionate so that kind of makes sense to me. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh sure I my problem isn't necessarily the the Kurt and Blaine's interactions in this episode. I, we get a lot of it um and I I know people were frustrated by the lack of affection in general in this season, but I don't necessarily think it's out of place here. However mm-hmm. when like you're watching this and you do they like, get close-ups of all of these couples making out I'm like why do we need to I mean, I just don't want to see anybody making out. <laughs> like, like, I, I don't uh, really need to see. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't. Yeah. I don't understand why they had that many, like whose idea was it to have all of these couples, like all groping and doing all the stuff with each other. And why are they editing in mm-hmm. shots of it? I, I just don't understand that mentality, I guess.
2: I think it comes from adults writing high schoolers. You know what I mean? Like, adults writing what they think high schoolers are acting like.
0: Well, yeah, but they didn't have it in seasons two or four. It's not that bad in either one. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. That's okay. I just like to play devil's advocate. You can tell me I'm wrong. That's fine.
2: (laughs) I don't think you're wrong. I just... I don't know. I'm just as confused as you are. I remember um, there was a bunch of extra like, fan... not fan accounts, but like Fans that went to be extras for this, and I remember reading one that she was like, they were encouraging them to make out, so it's definitely what they were going for 100%. Yeah, Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, that who knows? I don't know, so maybe they were just trying to get across how much of a love song this is, which has love song in its title, and (laughs) like, hey, everybody, this is this is Santana singing a love song, and just in
2: case you weren't aware.
1: And uh, winking at Brittany and all that stuff I don't know so,
0: And yep, here's where we get our little um, Mercedes waves to Shane And they're okay with each other Because he's got a new date too
1: Oh yeah, that's yeah. his name, I forgot
0: Oh yep, Shane
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, so,
0: yeah, and, and Sam says Looks like everybody's happy tonight So Yeah, I kind of wish Mercedes and Sam Had been in this episode They really don't have anything to do with this episode So Yeah, yeah. But, oh yep, there's a making out, making out couple. <laughs> Jeez. So I mean, yeah, and then here we get uh, the Finn stuff. We're dealing at Quinn that we talked about a bit before. So
1: and he ends up fighting with Joe, um, and Sue calls Joe Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> All right. So we get back into the hotel, and. Kurt's bored. Blaine is trying to, you know, hold it together by talking about this rerun of a show that they've already watched. Mm-hmm. Um. And um, oh, you know what? Let's talk about Kurt's outfit for just a second. Because this year, last year he goes wearing a kilt. And this year it's much more masculine. He's got a
2: top hat, he's got a vest. Um, it's very casual too. It's open a bit. I don't- I was going to say it's very loose and open like he's got buttons undone he doesn't have a jacket on he's not wearing a tie I mean he has a top hat but it's very loose and open.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I just pointed out I'm really not good with clothing meta so if people know more about it feel free to jump in (laughs) I'm just like huh this is a different look for Kurt. Um, it's still very Kurdish, but it's definitely a, a, a different direction from the previous year. So, yeah, uh, Blaine's still hung up on the hair gel thing, and um, you know, freedom to use care care products is in the belt rights.
1: <laughs> <laughs> their
2: founding fathers wear wigs. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, um, yeah, this is where we see Blaine is really pretty insecure about his hair gel, and Kurt just is like, eh, whatever, I still like yeah, you know? Right. Um, um, but this nice little cute moment is interrupted uh, by the arrival of Finn. I believe. Yep, there he is. Um. Oh, I will say uh, the whole curtain and laying on the bed. We, I, you know, I caption contested that myself. But yeah, there's so many AUs. Like I've seen of of uh, GIF, um stuff that they've people made. That's like, um. Gosh, I, I have to figure out if I can remember if there's anything in specifically, but. I've seen a lot of different AUs of those, when people jip those particular moments, so.
2: One of my favorite fan arts from season three is, like, them after prom is over, and they're on that, they're on that bed, and it's, like, captioned with, uh, and Blaine after prom was over. They kept the hotel key or something like that. Oh, <laughs> I think I know <laughs> what, you what you're talking it. about. I'll vlog it. Yeah
0: yeah, that's always led me to the point of who got this. Ho- like, So they obviously paid for this hotel room. Who gets the hotel room when, because everybody leaves to go to prom. Uh, do they just leave it or just let anybody come back? And I always wondered about that.
2: My my headcan was always, because you have, you have to have a credit card to put, to get a hotel room. Um, so I always kind of thought that it was maybe like, Bert's hotel, like Bert's credit card. So Kurt was like, "Yeah, I'm taking the
1: room keys."
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and in season four, uh, um,
0: I it's kind of a throwaway joke, but I like to head Canada. And um, when they're making out in the car, and I do, uh, mm-hmm. Kurt says, "You know, I'm gonna go in there like prom the morning after." So I always <laughs> figured, <laughs> I,
2: yeah. I, 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 I always figured they
0: um in, had some sexy times
2: after prom absolutely so i always sense. thought they did
1: too i always assumed that line meant like you know the stereotype of what you would think of as prom the morning right but i never it never occurred to me that he's talking about his real life experience of prom morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure the writers meant it as just a general experience but you know i like to headcanon that kind of stuff so <laughs> i don't
2: know i mean i think you could be on to something <laughs> 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 no i always thought that too so i gotcha
0: So, yeah, and I, well, that's the other thing. Um, Kurt says to Blaine, you know, if you wanted to go to prom, I would have gone with you. Which Mm -hmm. I kind of always take, you know, yeah, Kurt had his reservations, but I think he wanted to dance and have a good time with everybody. And and he's, you know, Blaine is having more of a hang up than he is. Um, And they're, you know, he's trying to be a good, supportive boyfriend here. Right. So. And, but this is where Blaine's like, well, we can go. I'll just pretend to be an ice sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> <Right?
2: laughs> and then he actually does. He freezes like he is an ice sculpture.
1: <laughs> and it's it's funny that Brittany says that she knows he's wearing hair gel because she can smell it. Like she can't tell by looking yeah. at him.
0: Yeah, and next year she's going to say, I don't smell raspberries. Where's Blaine Warbler? Yeah. And <laughs> a raspberry hair gel. So she knows what Blaine smells like. I guess mm-hmm. we all know what Blaine smells like now <laughs> <laughs> So Oh my gosh, okay So <laughs> So we get to we get. Okay, here's my thing Finn and Rachel come in To prom Already looking like king and queen of the universe here And mm-hmm. Klain kind of shuffles in behind them As the B-couple that they are Yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just like there's all of this music and all of this fanfare
2: and Finchel and then like oh yeah Clean's behind them, <laughs> AKA season three. No, I'm sorry, that was a little. No, no, you're right. Or I would have said it. So, but anyway. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah. Um, oh, and then we get into, uh, a song that I really really enjoy. Um, and I know it's cheesy to enjoy it, but I like it anyway. It is, um. Uh, what's the name of the song?
2: Um, Kurt said, you don't, or Chris has once called it, you, Baby, You Don't Know You're Beautiful. <laughs> Which is not what it's called.
1: That's what makes you beautiful. That's, That's what, makes, what you, makes you beautiful. Yeah. Or what makes you beautiful. I think it's just the what's making oh.
0: you beautiful. But, um, but yeah, so
1: it's a fun one. It is a fun performance and I do really enjoy it on the show but I do also find this song really problematic in a way, It so. is.
0: I, I mm. will agree with you on that. It's <laughs> it's
1: it sort of it talking it it sort of um reinforces um some really common insecurities that a lot of young women have and it's like um you're only beautiful if you don't act like you think you are,
2: mm-hmm. you know?
1: But it's such a fun performance, and they, like Sam is on stage being all adorable and, you know. <laughs>
0: and, uh, agreeing with you in that, it also kind of reinforces that, you know, you are beautiful when a man tells you that you're beautiful. And yeah. I, I don't like that.
1: That yeah. bothers me. Um, but I'll, I'll forgive a lot if Sam is involved being adorable, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Kurt and Mercedes are up at the front dancing, and they're all cute, too, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with it um,
0: if, As a kind of a random tangent If you guys want to hear a really great Version of the song that actually has no lyrics at all um, Check out the Piano Guys version of this song Because yes. it is Amazing they play it on a piano And they only use a piano so they open it up And they use the strings And they pound on it like a percussion instrument And they take a uh, um, bow string from a violin bow And they run the bow strings over the strings Of the piano and it's Gorgeous and None of the problems because they're not actually singing the song So there's no lyrics <laughs> Yes
2: I've actually heard that it is Very beautiful it
0: is I will wreck it I'll link it even because it is One of my favorite piano guys Numbers I'm a big fan of their work So
2: yeah and um, I think uh, the two cello guys Did it too
0: oh cool all right, so we get, we get our favorite Blaine as a statue moment. And um, <laughs> I can totally smell it, Blaine. Not that,
2: I mean, Brittany has got to have something in her hair to get it the like, French braid twist thing. That's kind of where I'm coming at. I'm like, every single person in that room probably has some kind of hair product in their hair. <laughs> it's prom. If it's not gel, it's mousse. It's hairspray. Nobody's hair stays that perfect all the time. I don't care what your hair looks like. Um, and then we
0: get Kurt saying, "You know, you can do this." About watching that, I know a lot of people are like, "Why didn't he go with Blaine But I mean, it's just a small point. I don't know. It, yeah. It's because yeah. they wanted to do the review later. So uh-huh. I don't know. I'm not sticking on that point. <laughs> but he's also supportive. He like pats him on the back. is
2: yeah, adoring. He's like, "Go yeah. do this, kiddo." You know. And then he gets to go dance with Mercedes, which is always a good time. I forgot Will and Emma are here too. Will's not really in this
0: episode very much, but that's okay. We should talk about strip poker for a second because uh, <laughs> Puck and uh, Laura and Lauren—that's the actress's name. Uh, Puck and um, and mm-hmm. Becky are are playing strip poker, and she's doing a
1: pretty good job at it.
2: Yeah, yeah. he's down to his Star Wars skivvies.
1: <laughs> I wonder if um, if that the actress who plays Becky inspired this scene because I I had seen interviews with her where she said that he was the hottest actor on the show and she has a big crush on him. So
0: oh, <laughs> that's has gotta
1: be awkward too. <laughs> like
0: here, we know you find this guy really attractive. We're gonna put
2: him in his underwear. It was have fun, right? <laughs> they would do that though. With thirty other people in the room to watch, you be
0: uncomfortable <laughs> Oh man, so
2: but yeah, and that's you know it's kind of a
0: nice moment though, for these characters who are like, you know what? We're kind of loser in a loserish position. they feel like and I'm not saying that they actually are, but they feel like you know in a loser position, but they're gonna name themselves the anti-proms, king and queen, and then you know, they go to
1: prom as the anti-prom mm-hmm. king and queen. And I,
0: I don't know, I think it's kind of cool.
1: It was really cute. It made me smile.
0: Yeah. Rachel comes to prom. She sees Quinn. Yeah. She just has her sob story. And it's like I should have been a better friend. And Quinn is like I should have been a better friend. And Tantana makes making out jokes. And well, apparently, this was in there for all the fairy shippers out there.
2: I was just gonna. I was just gonna say that I felt I fell into a faveri hole one time and this was a big episode for them (laughs) which I don't get because really Santana is the one that makes the joke and then they walk away so yeah that's probably because they're in the same scene talking about feelings to each other I don't Mm -hmm. know if anybody
0: would ever like to talk about faveri and like they're really passionate about it I welcome them on I will not make fun of you in any capacity. I I try not to. I just don't get it. That's, you know. Yeah, me neither. Um, But yeah, one of the... Well, it's... um, Oh, go ahead. on,
1: On that note, it does seem extremely common for people to ship people who are very antagonistic toward each other. Like, if people are arguing with each other, people take that as, like... the a prelude to making out passionately and (laughs) it happens happens a lot in in all kinds of fandoms and i'm like why are you shipping these people who obviously hate each other like look how passionate they are they're arguing Mm -hmm. about their feelings and they're they're so close to each other's faces and so yeah i can i can kind of i i I understand i don't understand why that thing exists but the fact that it does explains why people ship rachel and quinn okay that makes a
0: lot of sense though yeah you say that
1: so, yeah
0: um, Alright, so here's my thing um, Rachel the, way the okay The writers have this issue with Rachel That Alright, you know They could have done this really great story About how she chokes at her audition And how she kind of has to struggle um, Getting into college Season 4 could have been really about her Going to New York anyway, and picking herself up, and trying again, but but no. Yes, absolutely. The rest of this season is going to be, let's pamper Rachel Berry, because here, it's like, all right, well, we're going to not let you get into your audition, but as a consolation prize, the two people that, you know, probably could have, you know, I don't know, the the people that would have, uh, Quinn would have, I don't know if benefited is the right word, but, like, Quinn's going to throw all of her two years of ambition out the window to give Rachel this prize that really is meaningless just to say, mm-hmm. okay, well, here you go, Rachel. We're going to make you feel better. And here's, you know, prom queen title. Mm-hmm. And then it, then after this, she's going to go stalking Carmen Thibodeau. And it frustrates me that, you know, they won't actually let her fail at anything. And then when she does fail... They're going to just give her, you know, gold stars anyway for, you know, being Rachel Berry.
1: Um, So I'm going to be honest. I'm really worried about alienating Rachel fans (laughs) who might be listening Um, because she has a lot of fans and a lot of people really identify with her. Um, But but the problem is, I agree with you Um, (laughs) like I. (laughs) That that whole plot where she stalks Carmen Thibodeau made me so uncomfortable and so frustrated. Not not only because um, it seems like she's winning this um, spot in this school without earning it, but mainly because she was really creepy toward Carmen Thibodeau. Like like yeah. she like she kept calling and emailing and sending food baskets and like she told you no. Like that's how the system works. <laughs> like I. I just I I strongly dislike that that whole plot
0: and this is why I have okay I've tried to frame it in it's not Rachel's character it is the writing and the way they write it that I have a problem with when we get into season five and six I really like Rachel again I think she becomes a really fantastic character I think she has legitimate struggles that she has to go through I think that She's got some very interesting stuff going on, and I like her as a character again. It's just when they do this kind of stuff, it frustrates me from a writing perspective. Um, So.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was, I loved Rachel in the first and second season. She was one of my favorite characters. I actually identified a lot with her, not for any personal reason, just just for like struggles and things like that. And I just fell out of, I just could not connect with her at all. Most of the way through season three and even into season four. And it wasn't until season five and six that it really picked back up again. And I could, but this, this whole story arc of her, you know, choking and then she gets in anyway. And it all just, it just left this horrible taste in my mouth because You know, just exactly what you said. Like, it's just... uh, You did earn a spot. You earned it because you worked really hard. You didn't earn it the right way, though, because you did it the wrong way. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Like, her her character arc over three years earned the spot, but what Carmen Thibodeau saw did not earn the spot. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Yes. Like I know how I've seen how hard you work. I know that you have a lot of talent and yes, you deserve to go, but that doesn't mean that any, that, that you got there the right way.
1: But the question is, but the question to me is, does she in fact deserve to go? Because um, the people who do earn a spot in the school who got a yes to their audition are people who did not crack under pressure and, and who like picked the right song and who um even if they made a mistake they were able to keep going uh without completely like asking to start over again like right. there there were she made legitimate mistakes um that showed that she might not be the best person to perform on broadway right
0: um kind of where i'm going with it is that they, they, the writers did a disservice to Rachel's character in that they could have made her like a, as I was saying before. They could have given her a really, really interesting character arc about going to New York anyway, making these decisions on her own, and not giving her these arbitrary prizes that don't really mean anything, or yes. going about the creepy way of of getting in. And they do do her a disservice. I think that the character would have been much more interesting. Had they done Mm -hmm. this, so so I'm sorry Um, for Rachel fans out there. I'm really, really not trying to bash her. I just want to say
1: my frustrations with the actual storyline and the writing of it.
2: No, I I completely agree. Yeah,
1: I kind of wonder if the plot that they gave to Kurt, where he doesn't get in and he goes to New York anyway, and he does something else for a while, and then he auditions again. I wonder if they intended that plot to go to Rachel originally.
2: I don't know. That that might have. I think it it would have made more sense if they had done it the other way. And I don't, like, it's kind of funny Because a lot of
0: people are still Or were really upset about the Kurt storyline and where It is frustrating to get As we talked about in Choke This great audition and Carmen Thibodeau saying, oh yeah, no, we're gonna Pass though Um, I do think that he gets a Really good character arc out of it where he Has to um, try Again and he goes to New York anyway And he has to like uh, Go to Vogue.com to try something else for a while or, or whatever, you know, and and even with a limited amount that we get in season 4 of Kurt, I think he becomes the inter- more interesting character that way. But that's just my sense.
1: I was one of the people that was really, really angry at the show when when oh, Kurt didn't, didn't get his uh, when, he, when he was turned down after his audition, which was a great audition, and he was told no and it was like they, they were opening their letters and um, that that whole thing made me so upset. I I like swore at the TV screen. That's like the second most angry I've ever been at the show ever. And then I ended up really really happy with his story arc in season four. Um, so I was I was glad that it happened that way in the end. <laughs>
2: no, Jamie, I can't even tell you. That is literally what threw me into fandom. I was so. Unbelievably ticked off. I was yelling at the screen. I was watching it with my roommate at the time, and I looked over and I was like, "I was like, you can't. That can't be it. It can't be over." <laughs> and so, like, that's what kind of like made me discover fandom over the summer because I was like, "Tell me something. I need to know something." Yeah. <laughs> um, but I I do agree. I mean, it ha- it just goes down to being a right. The writers did a disservice because. It just, it could have been so much better if she would have had to work a little bit harder for it. Mm-hmm. Um, this
0: begs the question, and you don't have to answer if you don't want to. What was the most, ang- what was the angriest you got at the show, Jamie? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, when uh, Finn flew to New York to be show. Oh, um, yeah. Beach, I was so, so unhappy about that. Like, it's uh, so many things. Elements went into that story to make me so unhappy <laughs> like, uh, um, like the way the way people talked about sex work in that plot was pretty gross and the way Finn talked about Rachel especially um mm-hmm. stay away from my future wife like and like they had broken up and she was dating someone else and um and he I don't know the way Finn just like flipped out I and and they show for the camera's perspective, is Brody's perspective with Finn over him punching him, and it was mm-hmm. so scary. And like I don't know what they were planning to do with Finn if he had been in the next season, but like I don't see a way they they could have redeemed him for me. That was horrifying. So yeah, no, I agree.
2: My 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 worst angry moment would definitely be this one. Uh, whenever Kurt doesn't get into Miata, I was so angry. <laughs> oh my gosh yelling and my poor roommate was like looking at me like i was nuts
0: um i wonder yeah. it makes me wonder what mine is
2: i got really pissed
0: off at tongue Tide, um which is the montage at the end of nationals mm-hmm. um because curtain
1: playing didn't
0: get a moment um and i don't know if there's anything that it's just i don't know i'll have to keep an,
2: an eye out for what actually makes me angry so
1: I have a bunch more angry things, but I won't get into it.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say I have a whole list of angry things, but that's the most angry that I was. want we'll to save that for,
0: um, not really, because I don't want to get too negative on a podcast, but things that made us really, really angry.
2: <laughs> Are we still angry by them? So. I can't believe mine is not a Will thing, to be per- completely honest, but...
0: Oh, that's... Oh, it's you know bad. what, though? That tongue-tied montage where um, Emma gives her oh, rigidity. Yeah. T- t- yeah, whatever. Anyway, there are more <sighs> reasons for me to hate that stupid montage. Okay. Uh, so, getting back to prom. Um, the, so, we get... Um, I I was just kind of watching this a little bit, and Tina talks about... She's di- dehydrated from crying so much. Aw, jeez. Poor, Poor Tina. I don't know what Jenna did with or what the writers thought Jenna did because they just cry oh on gosh. her all the time.
2: I really loved Tina. Like she was she was, you know, out there and funny and she was a good side character. And then they just ah oh my gosh. I can't like I can't even look at her the same way anymore.
1: Also I shipped her and Mike so hard and I I know. I was so sad when they broke up.
0: And I always think yeah. it's funny that out of all these high school couples that stay together, that the, you know, the most stable one of all of them
1: don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: Well, they could have had a bunch of drama we don't know about. They were just, they just did it all off screen. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah,
0: Puck and Becky make their entrance into into prom and I like Becky's little voiceover about, she's like, everybody's staring at me and that's fine. And, and Sue is so sweet where she's just kind of like very proud of Becky. So, and, um,
2: can I just tell you though, if they had walked into my prom, even though there's not actual beer in those beer things, those containers, they would have had to take them off because it would have been, (laughs) um, you know, like, not whatever, the um, pictures of it or whatever. They're like, nope, you got to get those off. I never thought about that before, but yeah,
0: probably, yeah. All right, so um, we get the, the counting of the votes, um, and Santana's like, well, Brittany didn't win Prom King, so I don't care anymore, and we'll, this is where Quinn wins. She feels satisfied, but yet gives the whole thing to Rachel Berry, because... I don't know. <laughs> Somebody else can
2: explain it. I don't really know. I, if I could, I would. I don't understand it at all. It's it's so, one of those things where it's like, okay, you've told me who Quinn's character is, but then you keep changing it. Like, I can't, so I like, just can't imagine Quinn's character doing that.
1: I'm sorry. So Santana talks about how she and... Or no, sorry. Quinn talks about how she and Santana have had the ideal high school lives and they've been popular and they've made so many great friends and they have won like championships and um and Rachel's having a really hard time. And so they should oh yeah, and when she found out she had won by one vote, she didn't feel like she thought she would. She wasn't excited about it and she thought it would be better to give it to someone who would be excited about it.
0: Um. And I can understand that a little bit Actually I can see that you know you've worked For so long and when you get the thing It's not as satisfying as it could have been But Mm -hmm. it still Feels a little like the writer's kind of like Let's give Rachel this because she choked So Mm -hmm. So. Alright On to more interesting things At least to me more interesting (laughs) Um, (laughs) We get Balene's entrance um, Back from washing All the gel out of his hair Which (laughs) he did that pretty quick. I mean, it must you know he probably has a lot of gel in his hair to get it all out is and dried. I mean, so
2: my uh, I was impressed that there's not one speck of water all over him. I mean, he would have had to do it in a sink. It's pretty impressive. Keeps a blow dryer in his locker.
0: Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Brittany's like, don't make fun of the new kid. Like <laughs> that's not a new kid That's Blaine without hair yes. gel And is it weird to me I, Blaine looks so much younger When he like just With the puppy dog eyes And like mm-hmm. Like oh, Blaine oh. Yeah and then Brittany's like Don't make fun of the kid With a bad throw Cause it's hair bullying Hair bullying uh, <laughs> What was she doing before When she had banned hair gel Right <laughs> like, <laughs> So And she calls him Mr. Buckleyhead and,
2: and Kurt's like, it's not that bad. <laughs> well, she also told the prom she told the prom committee that they were bullying because they didn't like her idea. So
0: <laughs> she's kind of
2: free with the bullying labeling.
0: So. um, So, yeah. So in order to keep people from turning to stone, um, she's going to give him permission to wear hair gel.
1: And Kurt calls him Borat.
0: Yeah, that was an ad yeah. lib by Chris too. So, but I, I, you know, it's such a sweet little moment where because he pull Kurt pulls Blaine aside and and says, "Don't you don't get to go anywhere." That I love seeing the real you and man without the product, and um, he just wants everybody to know how proud he is of his brave, handsome, bushy-haired boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs>
2: is that the first time that he says boyfriend to Blaine? I know he's like describes him. Says boyfriend to uh, Sebastian We don't hear Like I don't know if Kurt said it very often
0: No they don't really call each other Like boyfriend though Very often I mean it's not Mm. They don't really have pet names for each other really No Um I would just like to say That the closed captioning on this is wrong It says because it is Borat Um and it says come on (laughs) Barat Like
2: beret, like are you no b a r r e t
0: t e, like a beret you wear in your hair. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, closed captioned. I guess they don't
2: know who Borat is. Guess not. No, it's a very sweet little scene, and like Blaine looks so touched, and Kurt just looks in love, and I love it. It's it's a very sweet little scene. They don't get a lot, but what they
0: do in this in this episode is is really kinda sweet. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> t- Figgins wants to let everybody know that the family of snakes that has been that was found in what the sewer system or whatever has been safely removed to the zoo. But Lima doesn't have a that, zoo. So Right.
2: It creeps me out. Uh, I don't want to think about snakes in a toilet. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like it.
0: Um, before Figgins announced the, the prom queen, um, there is a moment on Kurt's face that he gets, cause he, Figgins says, oh, it's another write-in," and, mm. oh, I'm sorry, backing up before that, um, Figgins says uh, that Kurt has to come up there to crown the queen, and, and Kurt just kind of looks a little sick doing it, and Blaine kind of pats him on the back like, you can do this.
2: He says something to him, too, and I've never been able to figure out what he says.
0: I, I don't know. Um, it's not, it's a not important. No. We can make it up. It can be a fic. We've not given any <laughs> fic ideas for this podcast, so that can be the fic. I, <laughs> say, I, always,
2: I always assumed it was like something like, you know, love you or something like that, but I've never been able to make it out.
0: And then, yep, then he makes him, his way up there. I guess this is another thing that bugs me slightly, too. And it's not intentional. Um, it's not that the writers are kind of going for it. But here we have Kurt crowning, because they, they name Rachel. And before that, Kurt is a little nervous that they're going to do it again. But, um, but then you have Kurt crowning her. And there's something that... Feels, I don't know if this is at all justified But feels, I don't know, belittling to Kurt That he's doing this Like, Aww. I guess it's just my Frustration with the Hummelberry dynamic At times Yeah, And it's probably just me So
2: I mean, I the- didn't really get that, he does the same thing for Finn You know, he puts Finn's crown on Yeah, he puts Finn's crown on the head So I didn't really get that, but I do understand what you mean And it just comes from The whole storyline from this season And the season after
1: um, that the moment I wanted to mention with Kurt's face um, was when uh, when Figgins says it's prom anarchy again and, uh, and you know an overwhelming number of write-in votes and Kurt looks like terrified but like he's trying not to show it like a mm-hmm. lot of stuff goes across his face in that moment is really good.
2: He also pales, which is just like you know kudos to Chris because he looks pale.
1: <laughs> which isn't
2: hard for Chris. But he does. He he like he like looks, looks like the blood drains out of his face. And
0: I feel like it's a lot of makeup and a lot of lighting because I've seen Chris in person quite a few times and he's not that yeah. pale.
2: No, he's really <laughs> no, not. He's
0: very freckly too, but that's yeah. Mm. So it's just funny. But it's gotta also, be like lighting and,
2: you know. He's also taller than I thought he would be. Which is weird, but <laughs>
0: Um, so yeah. And I don't know, I mean, it's been so long since this, this is one of the as much as I rambled on about it earlier, whatever, I mean it's so short of a moment and it you can just kind of fast forward through it now, so Rachel gets prom queen and okay, whatever that's kind of how I feel about it now
2: I do like that she asks if they're gonna carry her, and like, you know, carry as in the movie carry and then Glee actually does that later, which it's just with funny. Tina, yeah. With Tina. And it's not funny for poor Tina, but it is. For <laughs> shadowing. So. Yeah,
0: and then we get our, our ending montage of, like, people dancing with each other. And um, we get Finn and Rachel dance or whatever. And it's... I feel like, because Rachel's face, she's overwhelmed and everything, and I feel like they're trying to throw back to Prom Queen with the Curtin Blaine stuff, but mm-hmm. it doesn't resonate the same way. No, it doesn't. I mean, there's all of these girls crying because she won one for the...
2: And <laughs> Do those girls even know who she is? I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but do they really?
0: Who knows? I don't know.
2: I don't know. There is a little, there's a little editing mistake that I saw today and you can totally cut this out too, if you want to. But, um, when Finn and Rachel are dancing, there's like, you know, the horseshoe of people around them and, uh, Kurt and Blaine are like right at the front and they're just standing there. And then whenever Quinn goes to stand up, they're suddenly dancing. And then that goes back to Quinn and, um, Santana and then then it's Finn and Rachel again, and they're standing, and then they're dancing again. So it's like, make up your mind. What are they doing?
0: It's funny. Yeah, that's funny. There's more funny. making out couples. Um, we've got. So we'll we'll do a rundown of our our fate, our shots, and this is uh, uh, another reason I'm not really frustrated as much of other people as the lack of um, affection with Curtains Lane here, because we got their first picture is Joe, Artie, and Rory and they're all making like fist bumps and there's like, they don't have any story They don't have any girlfriends there. They're just kind of chilling and having fun. Um, -hmm. and then we get Sam and Mercedes. Um, and they're kind of like, Sam is doing this weird, like thing with his leg.
2: It looks like he's trying to ride the dinosaur with a, like a bicycle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then we get the, that tyke moment I was talking about earlier where she's sad that it's going to end soon. And, her fairy tale is going to be a poor girl this whole year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then they do the Titanic thing.
0: And then it's a prom miracle. Quinn is able to stand.
2: (laughs) I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny. You know what is funny? This is totally, doesn't have anything to do with anything, but I can always tell that the, um, the fashion or the costuming people shop at Macy's because whenever this aired, I worked at Macy's and all the girls shoes they bought from me Because I worked in she's shoes <laughs> and I'm like oh those, are, those come from our store Oh those came from our store How
0: fun I didn't know that We get you know, a little bit of Kurt and Blaine dancing And they're kind of like little cutesy I, I mean
2: mm-hmm.
0: they're fine I like Mercedes yeah. when, when Quinn stands And she's like praise <laughs> It's a prom miracle <laughs> Yeah we get the cute little Like winky love face Between St. Anna and Brittany and they ride the dinosaur, and
1: <laughs> that sounds like uh, it means something else. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> I guess take that as you will.
0: <laughs> um, and then Curt and Blaine um, doing that funny little. You know, riding the dinosaurs I don't know. It's funny and it's cute. I I like yeah. it.
2: <laughs> My only issue with it, honestly, is it looks like Chris and Darren. It looks like something Chris and Darren would do, not necessarily something Kurt and Blaine would do. It's
0: probably because of Dick, because Blaine's hair. It doesn't help.
2: I guess I don't know. It's just the way that Darren, or the way that Blaine is like, I don't know. So I it just throws Blaine. you out of the moment
0: a little bit. Yeah, yeah,
2: it just throws me out of the moment a little bit.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Then we get, yeah, there's one even with Will and Emma um, Maybe they just wanted to give them one, I don't know And then, of course, Rachel and Finn at the end Kind of slobbering all over each other, which is fine That's what they do, I'm kind of used to it So <laughs> um, Also going with the end of this little slow dancing stuff Is um, there's all those that meme that, that Blaine likes Kurt's neck And I, it's totally unintentional, it's just that they're dancing And the angle is kind yeah. of weird but he kind of goes into the crook of Kurt's neck, but it's not. It's he, I don't know. It's not really necessarily like he's doing anything, but
2: right. I enjoy it as part of Blaine likes Kurt's neck, but at the same time, I'm you know enough of a person to admit that it's it's a shot angle, not necessarily that he's going in for a kiss. But it's nice. So mm-hmm. and so there we go. We've got our prom episode, which.
0: I, it's not as bad as I think When it aired, I, I, I know that a lot of people Were frustrated, but Yeah, it's another one that I don't think is as bad In retrospect as mm-hmm. It sometimes gets uh, I don't know So that's just me
2: I, I would rather watch this Yeah, I'd rather watch this episode than some other ones So
0: Alright, well, I want to thank you guys for joining me And thank you, for my listeners, for listening um, Next week You really get to hear me rant and rave about props and nationals. Um, uh, But it'll be fun because it's a body swap episode and we'll probably talk mostly about that. And that's amazing. So uh, thank you guys for listening and I'll talk to you next week.
1: I don't know what it is, but it is gonna be great